0: Hey, welcome to Blank Bodies, Vampire the Masquerade, D5 Tips and Discussion Podcast. I'm Hunter.
1: I'm Sarah.
2: And I'm John.
0: And we're joined today, as always, by our research assistant, James. So what are we talking about today? We're talking
1: about dice. We're rolling them bones.
0: Bones. We roll them. Ooh, clickety-clack. Get in my sack. Yeah! (laughs) I love that. So, yeah, we're talking about uh, dice and the basic rules for Vampire V5. We're going to compare them to the old world rules, V20. And then we're also going to kind of explain them. You've never played an RPG before. You're going to be able to play this game by the end of this episode.
1: Yes, hopefully.
0: So, uh... Where are these rules coming from?
1: All right. Figured to keep things simplified because there's several different versions of Old World stuff. We're just going to, I use for reference, the uh, 20th anniversary edition. Because I think that's the most common version of Old World rules that most people have run into if you've played vampire before this. Except for Chronicles, which I'm not going to talk about right now. That can be later. (laughs) Or it can be never. (laughs) Send us an email if you want us to talk about Chronicles. Mm -hmm.
0: They will immediately be deleted. Stop. No, I have some of the books right in Reach, it's fine.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so hopefully that'll give some juxtaposition about like why I honestly think that the dice system in V5 is better. The future is now, old man.
0: <laughs> it's also, I think, a little simpler.
1: Oh yeah, I straight have, out the gate. I have fucking ST'd for you guys hammered and been like, yeah, I
0: know it's fine, just roll the thing and see how it goes. One of our other players in our game, Danny, was forgetting which character he was playing, but he still had, like, the dice mechanics down.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he has a Malkavian that's that so delusional, he thinks he has dissociative identity disorder, which leads to him in and out of character just getting fucking wasted at table. But he can still be like, what's the dice pool? Okay, let me roll.
0: Yeah, he plays it perfectly, really. I want more Terran <laughs> in my life. Yeah, and then along with that, the modern rules are all in the core book. We are going to be talking about the updated rules that came with the free errata update and are going to be updated in the new book soon.
1: Yeah, basically the the first run of the books had two errata updates after the books were originally released at Gen Con, and then there was the V5 companion that came out December 2020 with a couple other little additions and, yeah, we're just trying to keep this down to the core book and any of the free bullshit you can download with it just to keep things like, "Hey, this game's very accessible. you don't have to buy everything if you want to, go for it you're I'm assuming you're an adult with money that can burn. go for it if you don't want to, you don't have to spend that much
0: or a teenager who can find money in their parents' purse, yeah,
1: yeah,
3: the syndicate would like you to use all the money
1: just didn't. I got to keep that blood wheel turning, I suppose. But yeah, and as Hunter said, any of the errata that has been published should be updated in the future printings of V five. So hopefully you don't have to track down the stuff if you buy a brand new book. It should be all all in there nice and together, little little package.
2: So is the V five, is the whole V five companion gonna be in the new prints or just the errata?
1: Far it's as the back of it. far as I know, just the Errata. Okay. But maybe Cool. I, I, I'm not in the editor's room, so I don't know what the plan is for that.
2: I didn't know if they had said something. No, I'm not that I'm aware of.
0: They have said that they're going to have, when they, once they've all released, put out a book that has all the clans in them. And the companion is the last of the official clans that are going to be a full standalone clan. Any new ones they come up with are just going to be powers changes and like lore sheets, basically. Uh, but we'll get into what all that is. Another episode, so I think unless we have anything else, then we're ready to get into the meat. Meat, getting up into the meat.
1: What the fuck is up with these dice? The fuck is up I with just... these die? I did write that in the script. That is a, that is a question I'd put in. So basically, way back in the four times in nineteen ninety one, nine ninety eighty nine, that time period. The original creator of Vampire, Mike Ryan Hagen, worked with Tom Dowd, who was the guy who did Shadowrun on the dice mechanics for the game initially. Yum. If you're a nerd like me, that's like, oh, history, I love this. But yeah, so you know when you play Shadowrun, you just roll big piles of d6s. I love it. Yeah, you you love rolling those square boys? I
2: love rolling lots of die, to be
3: honest. Yeah, you do. That's why I liked 40k playing orcs. <laughs> All the die. You should play Necrons, they roll more dice. Fuck you, wah.
1: But proceeding forward, the the basics of this is you roll a dice pool and it gets compared to a target number based on how many successes you get on the die. It's basically the rough mechanics of dice pool systems. And kind of fun thing, and part of the reason why they went with D10s as opposed to D6s, percent, like, Percentage of actually causing a fuck-up on a D10 is not as intense as it is on a D6. Because fractions. Yeah, that's fair. I was also, as I was doing research on, like, the maths and all that, I was very excited for some reason to find out that a D10 is called a pentagonal trapezohedron. And each face on a D10 is known as a kite. Oh, because they even look kind of like little kites. They do look like little kites. That's so cute. Yeah! I love it. I was just like, oh. Geometry nerd. I was like, oh that's fun. I love that. It's also called a deltohedron. That's uh, gonna be
2: like Deltron 3000's new no. name.
1: I have lost the entire audience at this point. Yeah. It's like no one gives a fuck. It's like I know, but I thought it was cute. But yeah, so the benefit of rolling a D10 over the D6s is because you have less of a chance to like fuck up the roles, and you're able to engage more in storytelling. As opposed to just being like, I wanna do this thing. Well, fuck you, nope.
2: Yeah, but when you do get a fuck you nope, it's pretty bad,
1: huh? Yeah, it can be, depending on how the the fuck you nope goes.
0: You could also succeed and it can be kind of bad, but we'll get to that. We
1: will. Yes, because those are (laughs) things in V5 that I really like. So uh, if you've played previous editions of Vampire, you are aware that you get your little dice pool and the the target number was set by the storyteller as well as what number you had to roll to get a success. Generally, the old system, you had a seven and up was a success, but the storyteller could just randomly be like, fuck you, no, it's an eight or a nine for some reason, or oh, it's easier, it can be a six, and how many successes you need to get fluctuates, it's just a lot of variables, and can lead to a lot of in-game confusion.
0: There's also not a lot of consensus, at least from when I played and read through the books, of when you should... Make the die harder to hit versus add a uh, required success, like raise the challenge rating. So it's just like everything about your die roll could change and no one really said why. I
2: would feel like it would also be really just difficult or it must have been more difficult to be consistent as a storyteller. Being like, okay, well, you're driving your car. That's probably about this difficulty. I'm going to give you these target numbers and this many successes. And then this other player who's doing something that is probably the same difficulty but might require a different different skill. Without realizing it, you could take it easy on them or make it harder on them. It's just less consistent, I think, right? Yeah. Mm.
1: Basically, yeah. So nice thing is also, yeah, V5, they're just like, no, this target number is always six. Just, it's always six, and what changes is actually what the difficulty is, so like how many successes you need to get on the roll before you, you decide if you do the thing or don't do the thing. That's it. At the same time, every time. Everybody can keep track of that. And there is a little handy chart in the core book to be like, hey, so if you want to figure out vaguely how hard or how easy you should make the rolls, here's an idea. We'll go into more detail about how difficult or easy things can be a little bit later on.
0: Yeah. How do you acquire them bones?
1: How do you get them bones? I was so, born with them. I'm glad you were born with bones. Yeah. Th- those are helpful. Bones are helpful.
0: I found some extras, too. Wait, what, really? Way. Yeah.
3: Can I have them? Innate bone privilege.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We do have bone privilege. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey. So, yeah, if you played Old World, you know, you could just make, like, a goblin pile of D10s out of your other dice sets from probably other games that you've played because that's what I did for years was just like, oh, I never use these D10s in uh, D&D so I'm just going to throw them all together into a random pile of bullshit and these are my vampire die. Or you can buy specialty piles of D10s that all match and are coordinated. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, That's the only kind of like slight kick in the butt for the V5 die is it's recommended you get 10 die of one color and then 5 of a different color. Honestly, you could just do ah, random smattering of dye, and then whatever color you decide are the five special dye that we'll go into more detail about. As long as those match, you're fine. It's whatever. But you need two different colors of dye.
2: So that you can determine things. Yes. There, that we'll discuss later.
1: That we'll discuss in a moment, yes.
0: Cool. Or you can do like I did, and they make a specialty dye as well, that like official... And instead of numbers, they have little symbols. It makes it even easier. You oh, don't even yeah. have to count to do good. Well, I guess you have to count to, like, five. Yeah. You don't have to know numbers above <laughs> five, though. <laughs>
1: there's no numbers on the, the, the official vampire die. There's just little onks for success. And then there's a little onk with a uh, angy face on it if it's a, a super fail, a crit fail. And then uh, little stars if it's a crit success. And that's all you need to know. They're very nice. Actually, I have a set, too. They're nice. I like them. And they're not terribly expensive. I think I got mine from a game store for like 15 bucks.
0: Yeah, I was uh, planning on getting them for everyone who plays in our game for Mm -hmm. Christmas, maybe two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I had to specialty order them because they only had one set and they weren't going to come till after Christmas. So I said, (sighs) never mind. We have a moin. But do go to your local game store and order as many vampire things as you can so they keep them on the shelf so that I don't have to pre-order things all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, it lets, you know, the the guys that make all the stuff that we like know that, hey, people are interested and in, please keep making the thing that we like.
3: This is probably going to get cut, but I actually had a uh, specialty set of D10s for a other very more niche uh, role-playing game setting called 7th Sea that I miss dearly. And out of the things that were stolen from me when I lost all of my Magic the Gathering cards, I really miss those dice because, oh, my God, they were so good. They were so gay-colored, but they rolled so well. And the tens were bombs. They were great.
1: Oh, my gosh.
3: You're a robot. You're not allowed to have emotions. I'm allowed to pretend. Uh,
0: I, do, I like specialty dice mm-hmm. a lot. If I was rich, I would go back. And for Old World, they actually made specialty dice for almost every single clan that ever mm-hmm. came out. And those go for hundreds of dollars now. Mm-hmm. And that last time I looked was like 2011, 2012 when I first started playing. Mm-hmm. And it was like two fifty for a set of Malkavian oh, dice. Jesus. I'm terrified to know what they like go for now. Yeah.
1: I've also seen a lot of, like, Etsy and specialty companies that are like, yeah, we're doing fun die that we make.
0: Well,
3: those are so expensive because of all the trash malks.
0: Definitely be nice. I can't believe you'd come at me like this on my own podcast. (laughs) You know who the fuck you are. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Skipper and I both were like, how much are the old dice? They are now... So the regular old world, just the Ankh dice? Yeah. Not even the specialty ones? Mm. Just the regular dice for that game? $125. Oh, fuck.
3: Is it an unopened pack, or is it just a set?
0: It's got the box, the bag, and all the die, but it Mm. is opened.
2: Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I fucked up, guys. What? Where's my fanny
0: pack?
1: I don't know. Where is your fanny pack? I don't know.
2: Where is my fanny pack? Where we should my figure that out. Um, is my dice pack? Um, you know that little red dice bag that I carry all my dice in everywhere I go? Yeah, yeah that's that bag.
1: Oh my god!
2: My parents have those sets. Skipper! Whoops. <laughs> all of those sets? <laughs> Not all, but definitely the base set for sure. For sure,
1: <laughs> Oh, <laughs> just, honey. Yeah, shit. <laughs> oh, you're so pretty.
0: <laughs> How was I to know?
1: You're so fucking pretty.
0: You also mentioned there's some company that makes some super nice ones.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, there's, like, people on Etsy that make dye, and there's a few independent companies that have made some versions of vampire dye. I did see one company that has, like, the green marble with red onks that are really cute. Oh, that's cool. There are some super expensive, like, aluminum ones that are official dye. Um, the 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 set, if you want a set of these dye, uh, it's, like, $220. The really nice die, I don't question the Christmas ship and the effort and all that involved, but I'm just like, I don't need to drop that much money on die if somebody else wants to, like, boo-boo, you do you.
0: I would only pay, like, good money for dice, more than, like, 30 bucks for a set of dice they're made out of, like, bone or something. That'd be dope. I That's, do know there's...
3: Hmm. Didn't you tell me uh, a thing about one of your friends coming down and there was a company that made them out of
0: tungsten?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, No, the company that does the super expensive uh, official V5 die hmm. also does other alloys. So, yeah, you can get tungsten die and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I was going to say, the the kind of the dirt cheapest way hmm. I found you can get two sets of die for uh, V5 is you buy three sets of D10s because a set is usually 10. And your friend picks one, and you pick one, and then the third one that you guys agree on is your hunger die. You just split between you two, and you can get two sets of die for like less than twenty bucks
2: easily. If you just get like generic white with black dots. Oh
1: yeah, you can get fucking super. Or black
2: numbers for tens.
1: Yeah, because I last time I did that at a game store, they were selling solid color d tens for like seven for a sleeve. Yeah. So, but I think we have gone on enough about that. So. The basic breakdown for understanding the roles and stuff, I try to come at this from somebody who is more used to D&D, just to kind of break this down. So if you're looking at the vampire character sheet, the attributes section at the top, just think of that as your ability scores, because those are your base, like, character abilities. Skills is skills, just things you can do. Uh, Disciplines, you can think similar to, like, specific class skills. So, you know... uh, Sorcerers have access to certain spells in D&D. Uh, certain clans have access to certain vampire powers. It's, they're pretty analogous in that way.
3: Yeah, we got rid of the
0: sorcerers. They were bad, bad.
1: I fucking love playing sorcerer. Fuck off.
0: I went ahead for us at the table here while we're talking and printed off a copy of one of the character sheets from the quick start guide, the monsters. But uh, if you download that for free, you can go to page 32 and we're using the character Eileen Doss. She's a Toreador, so one of the uh, artsy clan. Um, and we have her sheet in front of us for when we use examples and that kind of thing. You can take a look at that and kind of see what we're talking about.
1: All right. So uh, those you with D&D and you're used to, like, getting feats, that's just advantages and flaws. Yeah. Which means there are some feats that give you negatives. Oops. Oh, well. Welcome to the world of darkness, bitch. They're all so, pretty
0: cool, though. They're, yeah. usually, they're, they're more uh, story-focused than they are mechanics, generally.
1: Most of the time, some of them are just like, eh, good luck crossing rivers.
0: Yeah, I know my character has an aversion to wild roses. Yeah. It's a very mild one. but
1: yeah, I mean, until t- you go outside and you're just like,
0: fuck. It's just one of those weird old vampire folklore like breaks. They're actually called folklore Folkloric Folklore veins. veins, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I read those earlier, and it's like you can't walk over seeds until you count them, mm-hmm. or you can just what spend a willpower point to ignore it.
0: Yeah, or you have to tie shoes, like shoelaces, like untied string, or or no, it's knotted string. I don't think know if that's a rule, but I would totally let a player take that because that's an old vampire mm-hmm. legend.
2: What if you see knotted string? You have to like have untie, to untie it. it. Yeah. That would be unplayable in the modern nights.
0: Not on like shoes, I don't think would count, but like if you you just see like an unused rope with a bunch of knots in it, you'd be like,
2: oh. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I gotta fucking untie that
0: shit off my goddamn. Right. Ima- imagine mm. if you had the seed problem, but you're like at the park and someone was feeding the birds.
2: Oh, you'd be full. I just eat them. The, the person.
0: Birds? Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then the birds. Right. And then, then count the fucking seeds.
1: So. Uh, most of the game stats are rated on a scale of zero to five. One dot being like, oh, you're a newbie. Three being considered competent and trained. Five being almost God tier. Like this almost shouldn't exist. You're a savant. And that kind of also translates into difficulties as you go on. Though so I, I do have to make the note of one of my favorite things in the book and the chart for like difficulty ratings is... If something is set at a difficulty five, it is hard. And the example they gave in the book is convincing a cop this is not your cocaine. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) That's like, oh, that's chef's kiss. Whoever did that Mm -hmm. fucking props.
2: Great job.
1: Yeah. Also, health bar. It's fucking health bar. You know what this is. Uh, In uh, Vampire, it's basically, you know when you're playing video games and you're vitaling a boss and you have to, like, get through the health bar twice? That's basically how it runs for this game. Nice. Uh, and then willpower runs the same way, except willpower is a measure of your mental well-being and your, like, mental resilience. There are things that will attack your, your mental stats. But the, the big mechanical thing on willpower is you can take a superficial damage, so your first run through the willpower bar, once for a roll, and reroll some of the die. Oh, nice. So, you know, the more willpower you have, the more chances you have over a given time to do rerolls if you want.
2: That's nice. Yeah. So that's kind of The rules exciting. are always useful.
1: Yes. Especially when you're like, oh, I done goofed. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I do I do are like, yeah, please, please don't fuck, please. I don't always want you guys to fuck up.
2: I was about to say, when your storyteller is like, yeah, please don't fuck up that bad, you know you've done something wrong. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you need to fix the situation.
1: Mostly it's because I'm like, man, I don't want to hurt you that bad, but, you know, <laughs> uh, them's the rules.
0: The
2: bones have spoken. The books have
0: spoken. (laughs) It's one of those things is, uh, like, a storyteller for games I've run. It's like, I've written a story. I want to, like, get you guys through this story. I want to have fun and work through it. But then sometimes people just really fuck around, and they have to find out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: For sure. It's it's like, I didn't want to bring Daddy's Bell, but you know what? Here we are. All right. So, as we hinted in the first episode, blood.
2: (laughs) Blood. Blood.
1: (laughs) Yes. So, if you're, what? Blood. Blood,
3: blood, 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 and some sick.
1: <laughs> oh, God damn it. All right, so if you if you played the 20th anniversary system, you're used to blood being counted in units of blood points. Uh, you spent one every night to wake up regardless, uh, or you spent one every night regardless if you woke up or not. Uh, blood points can be spent uh, in ways to, like, Fuel your disciplines, do various activities, enhance things, make ghouls. And the amount you're allowed to spend is uh, limited by what your generation is or how many steps removed from Cain you are. so basically how old you are. Um, if you wanted to heal, you could spend a blood point. Stat boost, you have to spend a blood point. Appearing mortal, you uh, spend blood points equal to 8 minus your humanity rating.
2: Hmm. So if you had a, somehow had a humanity rating of 10, mm-hmm. you'd just get blood points back.
1: I mean, if you human. could be fucking... Do you realize how hard it is to have Humanity 10 in the old system? Like, you couldn't even have a dirty thought. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, Because like, you were
2: supposed to be, like, a crusader at that point, right?
1: Hey, just be like, I am the most pious... I am a pious man of God.
3: Ew. Count Frodo, there's an extra stick dipsy girl outside wearing no shoes.
1: <laughs> uh, I hate TikTok, but that one's been really good. Got to uh, a new day to this? I don't... I don't give a fuck! Anywho, uh, yeah, fuck all that shit in the new system. Just If you want to do things, if you do what's called a rouse check, which is you roll 1d10. If you succeed, you do not gain hunger, and you do the thing. If you fail, you gain a hunger rating, and you do the thing. So you do the thing no matter what? Yeah, you, most of the time, yeah, you just do the thing. Unless you really fuck up. Yeah. Well, I mean, you fuck up by getting hungry, but yeah, if you want to wake up, Rouse check. You wanna do discipline? Some of them require you to do a rouse check. You wanna heal? Roll of motherfucking rouse check. Uh you wanna do a stat boost, it's called a blood surge. You roll a rouse check. You can boost any of your stats as opposed to just the physical, like in V20. Just mm. you're like, I need to brain good fucking blood surge, bitch.
2: I will brain so good. Brain
1: so good. You wanna appear mortal? Uh, rouse check. Um there is a thing where if you have a higher humanity, you get to re-roll the rouse check. So, so pretending to be human? Yeah, so you're just like, oh yeah, I, I, I'm i at a high humanity and I want to look mortal. Roll the rouse check. Oh, I fucked my rouse check. I'm going to roll it again. Oh, I succeeded. Cool, I gained no hunger.
0: Yeah, that's called a blush of life. And essentially you kind of just push the blood that is in your body up to the your skin so you, your skin looks alive. You pro, You'll probably remember to start breathing. Your eyes don't look as predatory.
2: Yeah, Gideon never tried that. So I would, I've would i never used that before. Well, he had
0: that flaw of obvious predator, so he could never not do that, basically. He looked kind of like a shark. Yeah, a shark guy yeah, Just a
2: pirate shark. He was, he was an undead pirate shark. Mm-hmm. He was a vampire. <sighs>
1: that was what you wrote as your character concept, and I went, yep. I love this. You better drive this concept into the goddamned ground, because this I was, is great. I think and he's, he's done did. a good
2: job of it. He's,
1: he's adorable. So, as I had mentioned, there is this thing called hunger. Um... In the old dice system, uh, I don't know, when I've played the older systems, like, you're supposed to be, like, this carnivorous monster, and, and just feeding and being hungry just came to such a fucking hand wave, where it's just like, oh, yeah, as long as I get so many blood points, like, man, eh, I'm good, and I can calculate how many, how much blood I need precisely from however many people and animals to get to the thing I need to do, and it, it just, uh. I don't know. That kind of just cut a lot of the tension of having to play a, a spooky vampire monster like at the knees.
0: So a lot of times, it'd just be like, "Oh yeah, let me rip open this squirrel like a Gatorade, so I can blast this door off the hinges." <laughs> Perfect.
1: Yeah, it was just fucking abs. I just I never liked it where you could just like slam a thing and just be like, "Woo! All right, let's go do this." And I'm like, I just who gives a shit? It's like what.
3: Let's be real. We're being very honest, but it was usually, ah, look, a homeless. Well, that building's destroyed now. Woo!
1: Yeah, or, you know, just being like, well, I mean, it's like that scene in Dirty Works where it's just like, oh, my God, there's all these dead hookers.
0: <laughs> I've never seen this many dead hookers in my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Basically, and I'm just like, I mean, it's fun, but I just... I I it it, I don't know if you're trying to play like a monster simulation game like it just and I'm like oh no I'm how is somebody going to legitimately play a Lewis character they're like oh I'm so torn about you know cracking open all these people like a goddamn Capri Sun oh woe is me but uh, yeah so the way things are in V5 now hunger and blood drinking and all that's been simplified to the uh, hunger system so hunger rates from zero to five. Uh, zero is you're completely at peace, everything is chill. unfortunately, the only way to get that way is you have to uh murder somebody through the feeding process so if you're playing some a character who is more ethical and doesn't want to murder the humans uh you're probably never gonna go to hunger zero unless something bad happened and then uh three is like a, oh you're not doing so good not doing so good you're you're getting a little antsy and a little like mm, a little grumpy the there might be some situations where if there's a lot of blood in the area you might have to do a roll to like maintain your composure uh if you're at hunger five you're hangry you're gonna snap somebody it's bad this is very bad you're like right at the edge of going into a frenzy you're having to do rolls to resist
0: constantly it's a bad time In you know, frenzy you basically just lose control until your character feeds again
1: basically yeah that's a bad time
2: feeds until hunger zero yes With frenzies? Like you generally will Uh, just kill the person.
1: Uh you don't have to go down to Hunger Zero, but oftentimes people just do.
0: If I was storyteller, I'd and the character that was frenzying even cared about that kind of thing, I would probably make them roll like a willpower of some sort roll to resist like feeding someone to death. Like if your character doesn't care and they're not trying to like They have a full meal, you know. But yeah. if you are someone who's like, I never kill humans, or I never take more than enough, I'm not going to like make them even feel sick. But they're in a frenzy. It's like, all right, you better start rolling those dice to make sure your convictions hold up.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just like, are you even paying attention at that point? Yeah. Which, uh, on the note of the, the blood points, so now that we have a basic understanding of the hunger rating system, how that ties into the dice for V5 is so... Let's let's build a dice pool for Aileen real quick. So uh, what do we want her to do? She's a Uh She's, uh, she's
2: going to make some
0: art.
1: Yeah, let's say she's going to make an art. So that would be a craft skill.
0: Yeah, and Hunter. On, yes. Dice. On her sheet, it says that uh, she's particularly good with clay and oil.
1: Yes, so.
0: Let, let's have her sculpt a bowl. All
1: right, Aileen's going to sculpt a bowl. What kind of bowl? Fucking. Oh, that's true. Is it a weed? Is it's it not a weed? weed you
0: motherfucker. <laughs> it's not it. a
1: weed. You and your pots. All right. So you were going to add her craft rating and let's go dexterity because she's using them fingers to so, craft a bowl.
0: So if we're doing that, I have that's going to be four dice because she has three in dexterity and one in craft.
1: Right. So you have. You see how you have uh, four dice of the black yep. that's like your normal die. Uh, let's say she has a hunger rating of one. So take one of those black die, get the fuck, get the fuck out of your hand, and pick up one of the red hungry die.
0: Yeah. So for every hunger die you have, you have to replace one die in any die pool with a hungry die. And that's scary because you could potentially only be rolling hunger die.
1: Oh, I've done that. You're just like, oh, please don't fuck up. Please don't fuck up. Please. Oh, okay. We're good. So. How about, for an example, let's do a live dice roll of this bitch making a bowl. All right, so what'd you get?
0: So I got uh, two successes, no crits. No, you got
1: three successes. Oh,
0: three successes.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, she made the fuck out of that bowl. The good news is, on the the red hunky die, was a regular success. So this is just a normal run-of-the-mill, just, it's a normal pool. Nothing bad happens. It's all
3: great. She didn't make an angry bowl. She did
1: not make an angry bowl. By the way, let's just say on that hunger die, it was a 10, or by the uh, the standard official die, it's an ankh with little stars. So we'll, we'll say that that is on the red die. Uh, to get a critical success in V5, you need to have, they come in pairs, so you need two die on a 10. Those explode up into four successes. So if you had two tens on black die, that's just instead of two successes, four successes, everything's good. But if one of those successes is on the red hunger die, you get what's called a messy critical. Those are fun. So basically, that means uh, your internal monster, your beast, somehow helped or hindered what you were doing, and you and the ST can agree on what the ramifications of that are. So if she got a critical success on making this bowl, uh there are options of uh she could pick up a clan compulsion and be forced to do certain activities or behave in a certain way for a period of time. Uh There's the option of uh, she gains a stain because she made a
0: sinful bowl. Uh, a
2: sinful bowl. A oh. s- <laughs> it's a
0: bowl full of sin. Sounds like the <laughs> advertisement ma- for a new item. <laughs>
2: So it turns out she did make a weed bowl. She
0: made a weed
1: bowl.
2: Hell yeah, lady. Crit that success. <laughs> Messy. Mm.
1: Oh, God. Or, you know, the, you also have the option of if none of the, uh, if there's not a good option uh, for you and your ST to be like, okay, what is an option that would make sense? If there's not a good choice there, you could always choose to fail the action.
2: So even though you succeeded, you just did so well that... Well,
1: it's either the beast... I did
2: so well, I got so excited about this bowl that my beast just made me make it a fork.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, I got so excited about this bowl, I fucking, like... I don't know. I don't know why
0: I said yeah, fork. Yeah, it's, it's like, nice. I don't know. You got
1: so into making this bowl, you fucking spiked it.
0: Yeah. See, okay. I imagine just, like, turning a bowl on a wheel and, like, it's just about perfect and you're so obsessed and you just kind of, like... Your muscles kind of stiffen, and you kind of just like crush it mm. kind of like petting a rat but too hard you... petting a rat petting a rabbit too hard rabbit
1: he's making a literary reference
0: yeah yeah,
1: yeah. yeah we, we can do those we can be smart here we just choose not too often
0: i don't know it's only the second episode we'll yeah, see
1: we'll, we'll see we'll see how far we get into the parlance of uh highbrow literature Why did you
2: own a plantation there for a second?
1: I have no fucking idea. Okay,
2: cool. I have
1: absolutely no idea.
2: (laughs) That might need to get cut. (laughs) (laughs) I don't
0: know.
1: That's fine. No, I'll leave that in. It's fine. I I own I made a bad choice. It's fine.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, Sarah, I hope that's not your idea of high class. (laughs) No, it
1: is not. My idea of high class is usually it's on fire. Hell yeah. But yes. Anywho. So... Let's go to the flip reverse side of this. So uh, you can fail a rule by not hitting the difficulty number. So I'd say making a clay bowl, difficulty two. So if you only got one success, eh, didn't do it. It's like, yeah, you didn't do the bowl well, or you didn't make a bowl, or the clay was too hard. Something happened, bowl did not.
2: You tried to fire it, and you fired it wrong, and it cracked.
1: Yeah, that happened, or, you know, fucking Steve showed up and interrupted you, and you fucked Steve all night, and you didn't make the bowl. God fucking
0: damn it, Steve.
1: Right? There's loads of options. Bowl didn't happen.
0: Yeah, and as a storyteller, the rules also uh, encourage the storyteller to look at the player and be like, all right, so you didn't do this. Why didn't you do this? Or how did this go wrong? So it's not just this, like, the indie where, say you roll a one, it's like, oh no, your sword breaks in half. Right. It's actually, you know, hey, so you didn't get that door lock picked. What happened?
3: For the record, I tried to petition that Steve's be erased from reality, but I was outvoted. Yeah. There's no. a lot of them.
1: There's a lot of Steve's, and not all of them are terrible. Some of them are lovely. But also with the, the one success, but the roll failed, you do have the option of what is called winning at a cost. So if you have at least a success in the role, but the role fails, you can barter with the ST being like, hey, I really want to succeed, but, you know, can I purchase a consequence with that? So it's like, yeah, you can do that. Where it's like, okay, yeah, Eileen made the bowl. But, you know, the she she fired the bowl. It's perfect. Everything's great. But then, you know, a, a random stranger, mysterious stranger shows up and gives her a job offer. or The bowl is cursed.
0: She gets a phone call and gets distracted and squishes it.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. She gets the bowl. The bowl's oh, great, yeah. but, like, something something else happens.
2: She made such a good bowl that a ghost possessed the bowl.
1: That, or, you know, just agrees to, like, go up a hunger rating where she got so, like, jazzed into and focused in, in the flow of making the bowl that she didn't realize, oh, I got hungrier. oh fuck.
0: That
2: um, sounds like a Toreador right
0: yeah, there. I was, yeah, I was about to say, they're just putting their all into this yeah. ceramics project.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or you miss a phone call from somebody in your game group, and you're just like, oh, no, I don't get to go on the mission, or I'm showing up late. There's a lot of options. And then there's uh, the, my favorite, which is a bestial failure. The roll has to totally fail. No success. And uh, one of your hunger die is either a one, or it's the little ankh with, like, little fangs on it. Or the little, yeah. Is it the fangs or the skulls?
0: Oh there's it's a, it's thanks. just a skull. Oh yeah, so No, 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 no that's the fail. Oh and yeah, yeah. Thanks.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so the 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 onk with the little fangs on it. <laughs> so your beast comes in and is like, "Hey, we're going to fuck up." Hard. This is more often that where compulsions kick in.
0: Um and each clan has their own compulsion that kind of goes along with their theming.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Or there's general ones where it's just you know, critical fail in this would be like, yeah, you're supposed to make this bowl, but, you know, Steve showed up and you fucking almost killed Steve. Because you're just like, I, you ruined my flow. Snack pack. You know, this is options. So but yeah. the bowl doesn't fucking happen.
0: Yeah. Even on a you'll fail, though, you do have choice. It's not just as flat out, okay, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. But.
1: Oh, yeah, you, you and the, the, the players can discuss like how this goes, but it's gonna, it's not good. It's gonna be, it's a bad time, it's gonna be a bad time and you, you can't get out of it and your beast does something.
2: So how bad of a failure can it be? Like a, a crit you know or a, a, a botch in D&D rolling mm-hmm. a one can be pretty bad, but most of the time it's resolved within a round or so of combat. Is this like it's bad enough to where, oh, I'm about to fire this bowl. And then my beast kicks in, and I get freaked out by the fire, and I accidentally set fire to the building?
1: Yeah, that could totally happen. That's oh, an shit. option. okay. Yeah, that could be a situational thing. Um, you could get... Uh, I'm trying to... The bowl thing makes this a little difficult to think of. I picked the worst. No, it's great. I love it. I'm trying to think of good, like... Um, again, the symbol goes really hard in the paint, so instead of making a bowl, you make a ceramic... Steak or something, or you make something sacrilegious or something that's uh, goes against your own convictions, and you take stains on your humanity, mm-hmm. okay. which could lead to the degradation of your humanity and make you a worse person. Uh, Story wise, in the game as well as like statistically on your character sheet. No, yeah, that's, those are options you can get. Gain hunger. Uh, you could end up having like a frenzy issue.
0: I think with the bowl specifically, I believe the compulsion for Toreadors is still that they become hyper-obsessed with something. Mm -hmm. So I would say even on a bestial fail, they become hyper-obsessed with this bowl they're trying to make. And even Mm -hmm. though they fucked it, um, they're going to like hyper-focus on it until they sit down and actually get it fucking made. Even if they are supposed to be somewhere and it takes them another two hours to get this bowl made.
1: Oh girl, she could be sitting there working on that bowl so long that uh the sun comes up Gross. and then she's stuck. Might get burnt. Who knows? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, so there's, there's there's a there's a myriad of options, but yeah, basically bestial failure, oh this is gonna go bad. There's gonna be some consequences and they're gonna hurt. But yeah, that's the basic of the dice for V five. Yay <laughs> hey. Hell yeah.
0: All right, so we're talking about feeding now, the actual rules for sucking that blood. Yeah. We're well, talking
2: about Capri Suns again. Yeah. Did. And squirrels and Gatorade. Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, basically, this is where uh, I'm going to cover the notes from the first episode of how obtaining blood actually affects things. So uh, in V20, they have a whole chart about what kind of creatures give, how much uh, blood points. Uh, The average human is a 10. You can only take 20% of their blood without causing any damage. Beyond that, you're going to, like, hospitalize them and or kill them. Um, And there's also, like, maths you can do for how much damage you cause by how quickly you feed and how much your blood points you're able to carry is dependent on your generation. It's a lot of maths. Fuck that. We don't do that in V5. Very simple. No math. uh, Simple math. Simple math. Yeah. So it's at a fixed rate thing. So you 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 bite a person if you, if you do one one unit of hunger, one little sip, yeah, you're fine, not harmful. You do you do two sips, yeah, you're you're fine. Three, uh, eh, kind of a dangerous sip. There's like, oh, you're probably gonna hospitalize this person. It's not a good time. Four, uh, you're probably gonna kill them, but they're not fully dead yet. Five, they're fucking dead, but you're at hunger zero, so like, hooray, I guess.
0: I think we may have mentioned it earlier, but um, even if you're at, say, hunger two or even one, the only way to get down to hunger zero is by fully draining someone all five units or to their death. Otherwise, you can drink three units of blood at hunger one and sit at hunger one. You might have, it'll be a nice meal, you'll have a nice tasty snack, but it's the actual death of a human that brings you down.
2: So um, I am one to deliver on promises. Does this apply for babies?
0: So, well, we said
1: children. We did not say babies.
3: So no, it was- I said I would eat a baby. No, it was babies.
0: It was babies. It was the baby- robot remembers it was goddamn babies. Okay, no. so stairs and men in black. No, 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 no. no. So we talked about eating a baby in general. But when it comes to the actual blood, I believe it was from a child.
1: Okay. Oh, sh- How so many shit. blood points are in like a child
0: okay. or a little or a smaller person yeah. versus and then the baby was just eating a baby. Oh. That okay. was from our content warning section. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, and old system is just like recommended that children be five blood points. Now, in the new system, there are not... Specific rules for children because I'm assuming these people are like, ah, people do not want to wantonly eat children, so we don't need to include this. There is some verbiage about making a human more or making a human more or less uh, hunger rating based on size or health. It's an option. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. So technically, you could keep the, you know, you can get rid of five hunger with a child.
2: It's just a really satisfying snack pack.
1: Yeah, but you but there's op- options as an ST being like, oh, a child's worth only three hunger, so maybe only take one step. Also,
3: why are you eating children? Like We're seeing more biased against the sabbat, I'm hearing.
1: I mean look, most people consider uh sucking a child dry of their precious bodily fluids to be very morally reprehensible. <laughs> And, you know, most parties have convictions against, you know, doing that kind of thing. Or they even have a uh, a feeding flaw where they won't eat from children. And they will take, they have to take stains for doing such a thing.
0: And I would honestly say that it's probably better that they didn't make rules in the new edition for actually feeding on children. It's kind of one of those things where if you read it and it's broken down into a number, a mechanic you kind it kind of disassociates you from the act you know what i mean you're like eventually just like oh it's a child that's worth two blood points okay so i'm gonna eat three of those and then i can eat this cop car at uh the police back at them yeah which i mean that last part's cool but
1: just like oh thank god i was by this orphanage
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
3: i needed to throw mm -hmm. these cop cars Little Timmy, I know your mother and your father don't want you, but I found a use for you, and it's called a cab. Oh, goddamn.
1: <laughs> uh, fuck. I wasn't ready.
0: That might be fuck. Cut, but it's great. Duh, <laughs> you're a bastard.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of prefer this system as a player because most people don't measure food in units
2: mm-hmm,
1: like you know I know there's caloric intake and some p m c. there are some people that have to pay attention to carbs and things like that, but generally, most people don't go, Ah, if I have three bananas and four units of pizza that I will have acquired the thing I need to be able to eat this car into the sun
0: yeah that's that that would be considered like macro nutrition. The only people I know who like really track their macros are people who are trying to put on an excessive amount of muscle in a fast amount of time, have been working out for a long time and are be- alright, I've been lifting for three years. For me to be able to see gains at this point, I have to do like macros or people who are like, I have to lose a lot of pa- weight very quickly because the doctor said so. Even like Regular people like just working out or trying to lose weight or trying to put on weight or whatever don't usually track macronutrition. So it's kind got to, to systemize the game out to that point is a little obtuse.
1: Yeah. Because most people go, I am hungry. These fucking nugs are dope.
0: Yeah. And well,
1: that's about the extent of
0: it. And at that point, your goal, you can be like, oh, I need more calories. I guess I'll just eat straight peanut butter or I need to be careful, I'm hungry, off an apple. It's nowhere near as deep as, all right, so come here, I'm going to feed 15 units of blood off of you and then bring your friend over because I need another 8% from them.
1: Yeah, so it's a little bit more intuitive in that regard and also uh, because of uh, rouse checks, you're not consistently losing blood at a sustained rate that you can have to keep track of it. It's just... Because I've had games where I've gone several sessions and remained at the same hunger rating and just kind of looked the fuck out and you're just like, "Oh, okay, cool, I'm just driving, everything's fine. we're having a good time, and then other games where it's just like every roll I'm getting why the fuck the fuck is wrong with me. Damn it, no, everything is hunger, no
0: I don't know, I've never like driven the car to work and been like, "Damn, that made me hungry.
2: I have what? What? I'm, I sometimes get hungry for you are
1: just inexplicable hungry. reasons. You're just hungry all the time, I mean, though. I mean,
0: yeah. I've driven somewhere and then been like, damn, I'm hungry. But I've never, like, I've gone for a jog and been like, damn, that made me hungry. I've never driven a car and the car ride itself is what made me hungry. Like, Yeah, I'm just I'm, drive to Savannah in one go.
1: Yeah, but that's because you're driving across states, multiple states.
2: Driving is tiring.
1: For hours, not yes. if you're just like...
2: I, I, I'm going
1: to the local Kroger to go grab a fucking beer and come back.
2: Yeah, but are you going to have to actually make a rouse check for that?
1: I mean, you have to give the rouse check to get up for the day.
2: Well, yeah, but I mean, are are we going to roll a rouse check to go down to the mire? We might have to roll a rouse check to drive to Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I win.
1: My point still stands. <laughs> you Good job with your straw, man. Hey, thanks. Good job. I, I, Hope you you and your straw boy are having a good time. But, yeah, there is one last thing with blood that does affect dice pools in V5 that does exist only in the newer system when they do
0: resonances. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. So it's basically, it's based off of the four humors. Um, But, yeah, different emotions and mental states cause different resonances. And if you feed off of somebody with a specific resonance, it will give you a boost to certain disciplines. There are charts for it in the core book. We're not going to get into that right now, but it's a handy thing. So if you're like, oh, shit, I have to go to get into a, a fight and I want to have an ability that makes me go super fast so I don't get hit, I should go find somebody who has the, the, the fast JIV, uh resonance to feed off of. Um, so when you have fed off of somebody with the resonance that you need, you get to add one die to your dice pool when you're doing that roll.
2: Is that, like, I get to use that die when I want to, or is it just on the
0: next roll? Oh, you get to use, use
1: that. that whenever... That just gets added to the dice pool whenever using that
0: specific discipline. Okay, cool. So. It happens until you loo- you gain a hunger die, right?
1: No, it you maintain that until you feed again.
0: Oh, wow. Yep. Okay, cool. Which is
1: why I'm like, why don't you guys fucking use this as a free bonus die? Why does no one ever pay attention to this? Ugh, I just... I don't know, it, it's, a, it's a really cool mechanic and there's a lot of interesting uh, implications and lore behind that that I really wish more people would actually use in their goddamn games.
0: Um, if you want to see a visual representation of that, I believe it's in the Bloodlines 2 gameplay trailer they put out. They use a uh, ability that lets them see the resonance of people walking around them and the people start glowing different colors to see the different resonances. I forgot about that. that's pretty neat and it's it'll be interesting we'll see what that pans out to be but in the game preview there is actually a fifth resonance you can see in some people and we don't know what that is yet
1: i i'm assuming it relates to um when the oblivion powers got added for the clan lasombra and hakata uh their resonance is no resonance
0: so they're zero resonance. yeah
1: so it's So instead of having, you know, either I'm really happy or I'm really depressed or I'm not social or, you know, the different options, uh, the the fifth resonance is none and it's usually tied into, like, sociopaths and serial killers and people that are, like, they don't have the frontal lobes working so they don't feel anything. Huh. So, yeah, that's a a fun little tidbit right
0: there. So that's a rare flavor is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, it is.
3: I feel personally attacked and I don't know why. Hmm. Do you not have a frontal lobe? That's DLC I couldn't pay for. (laughs) Ah, got it.
1: Okay. I I should ask you more questions, but I'm not gonna.
2: Turns out the syndicate doesn't
3: have that deep of pockets. (sighs) (laughs) Work with not in the same department. (laughs) New World Order, goddammit. Fuck
1: them. Fuck them assholes. Yeah, so that's kind of a, a crash course on the dice and different ways you can boost your stats. And uh, how you work with hunger
0: and the blood and the blood, how you the blood. work blood with... and a little bit of sick. Ugh.
1: I don't want to. I don't want to have to deal with a player that's an org- organivore.
0: That is a vampire who can't just suck blood; they actually have to eat the meats. Yes. the sweet sweet meats.
1: I don't know if you're meaning like the 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 organs or just like a diabetic. <laughs>
0: That would be a really weird prey exclusion. I can't feed off non-diabetics. <laughs> and I have to eat them. Why not both?
1: Oh, no.
0: That character has to be weirdly powerful for the amount of, like, negatives they're just taking at character creation.
1: They just have to live in the United States.
3: That's fair. <laughs> we conned you into putting a sugar in your
0: goddamn bread. All right, so I think that uh, is a pretty good rundown of the basic rules for the game. The dice um, and the core mechanics. We can get more into disciplines and that kind of thing as we go along. but yes,
1: but hopefully people can now roll them bones. Them bloody bones. Those hungry bones.
0: That, that should be enough for, to get you into next week, uh, where we'll be talking about the quick start guide. And the, um, what's the name of the paid one?
1: Uh, the, the, the free one is called The Monsters. And then the, the paid one is called New Blood. And we'll talk, get into the goodies. They're going to be spoiler free. So if you do actually want to run these, you're not going to have the stories ruined. It's just kind of a quick, like, what's good about them? What, what do you expect? What are you getting with these? Is it worth paying the few bucks for the nicer one for some of the goodies? How does this all translate? You know, that kind of thing. I I believe we set this up for our goal to be, once you're done with the first three episodes, you should be able to fucking run this and go. And then after that, we'll get into character creation and the big lore changes in V5.
0: Yeah, so we're going to do fourth episode's character creation. I think we're going to sit down and walk you through making a character. So you you can even make your own characters and then go back and take them into... The starter guides, if you want, that's what we did, but you don't have to. You could even play through it with the pre-made characters, have your players ready to go, and then be like, all right, so that's the basic game. Make a character. We're going to do our own thing now. Um, Just like the perfect intro, like pre-built. Um, And then the episode after that, we're going to go over some of the bit more uh, in-depth lore in V5, and we're going to touch on... Old World of Darkness, and what's changed, what's still the same, what are some good sources if you want extra. If the books that they've put out aren't enough for you, uh, we'll touch on some stuff that... Or if if you've been playing Old World of Darkness since, like, 1993, and you want some touchstones to keep rolling forward with. Because it is a big change to just step into this, and there's been some major plot points that have happened in the time between... So we'll kind of touch on some of that and kind of get everyone. Yeah. Then after that, we'll see. Um, If there's anything you want us to talk about, you can email us at blankbodies at com, And we also have a Discord group down below. We will run occasional polls, uh, see what people are interested in, what they want to hear from us. Um, That and, you know, watch Skipper, stream video games. I might stream some movies. Hell yeah. And hang out, talk about vampires, talk about non vampires, share some dank memes. I'm gonna
3: kill so many rats. <laughs> Contrary to the previous episode, please do not send all of your hate mail. It goes directly into my server, and that actually hurts.
0: Oh, yeah, I cut that part. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dang, because I was gonna encourage him to send more hate mail. I like <laughs> to see the robot squirm.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, we also have an Instagram, blank bodies pod, P O D. Like
2: Penalty of Death? Or On Death? That old Christian band? P.O.D.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm trying to remember that one song that everyone knows they did. For some reason, my brain keeps going headstrong, but that's Trapped. That's actually exactly (laughs) where I went to. (laughs) That's not P.O.D. I don't remember what P.O.D. did. Didn't we
1: go to a cornerstone where P.O.D. was there and we all just went, now we're going to go
0: see the Chariot? Fuck it? No, 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 no. That was uh, Brian Head Welch, and he was the bass player for Korn.
1: Oh, that was... Oh, God. I have tried to block out so much of that weekend from my brain. I didn't go. Nah. I'd, like, Smart. You were. Because no w- one told me it was a Christian music festival and I went with a crossbuster
3: and it was... It was actually uh, three songs that everybody remembers.
1: Oh, there's three P.O.D. songs? Yeah,
3: that everybody remembers, but they all blend together because it's the same goddamn fucking song. It's Alive, Youth of the Nation, and Boom. Remember, there. Those are three separate songs, but I dare motherfuckers at this table to distinctuate either of them.
1: Is this Youth of the Nation a cover?
0: Youth of the Nation, we are. And then the other the other one's like the one that all I remember is the chorus, which is tick, tick, boom, <laughs> <laughs> tick, tick,
3: boom. God, <laughs> God. Oh, no, boy. Just, and
2: yeah. this is the part of the podcast where we just make weird noises at you.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> This is when we come for the P.O.D. fans hard. (laughs) Yeah, if you're a P.O.D. fan, please consider uh, liking, subscribing, and uh, following and uh, reviewing us. Give us Uh, all
1: the rates of the reviews, I suppose. Yeah, it
0: helps us boost up the charts so other P.O.D. fans can find us and hear this great (laughs) content. (laughs) Oh,
3: God. Exactly.
0: Uh, Damn it.
3: P.O.V. uh, P.O.D. proves there is no such thing as God. Oh, I think the POV might prove the same thing sometimes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have a mechanical brain and I've been on your internet. I'm aware and it <laughs> makes me doubt.
1: Oh, it's fine. As long as it's not one of those like weird POVs from street TikTok, like we're
0: fine. Oh.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we joked about making a TikTok for this podcast and I st- really hope that never happened. I might. I
1: didn't even know I had a gag I reflex. might. I just, look, I have one. I don't really use it. I really should. But
0: eh. It'd be really funny to do one in Instagram. The gag but- reflex or TikTok?
1: Yes. <laughs> 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 well, it's just, I, it, there's, there are some interesting folks on, like, uh, the vampire TikTok and goth talk, and there's some punk talk, and punk talk rose from the goddamn grave because of fucking, was it, tramp stamp, or whatever the fuck. Fake bullshit. Anyway, Ooh. that's internet drama. It doesn't matter. Oh God, are are we gonna finally end this? Are we done? Is this it? Yeah,
0: I guess uh, we can be done. Just roll them bones.
2: I gotta be done. All
0: right, I He's gotta. Got
1: it. Oh, oh. Why, well, why do you have to be done?
2: I have places to be. Yeah, yeah. People well, to see.
3: It's just a fuck. Weeds. Uh, to get.
2: I don't know about that, but yeah, the weeds for sure. Get get them weeds. I have them. They're right, they're right here. Hold on.
1: Are they? See. I I see no weeds. Oh, hold on. There's there is no weeds.
3: The FBI agent would like you to. There show there, that are to no there are no
1: weeds. Oh yeah, weeds.
2: no, I've never even seen a weed. I don't know what you're talking about. We're the in o- Indiana. The only
0: weeds God puts in my garden
2: are dandelions.
0: <laughs> Those are actually European. I found out.
1: Yeah, those dandelions pi- are hella invasive. Yeah, the
0: pioneers brought them with us. Well, that's why they're weeds. Weeds are unwanted plants. The pioneers brought them with us. I, I mean, mean, I'm we- not wrong, but. The
1: concept of weeds is actually a very classist uh, and colonizing way to view uh, flora that's, you know, persevered since the 1800s. But, you know, we'll get into that later.
0: Yeah, we'll have a whole episode about how lawns. Lawns and lawn are bullshit. Care. Yeah, lawns are definitely a Camarilla invention. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the law and conspiracy.
1: Get to, uh,
0: All right, Future Hunter is going to uh, give you uh, notes on some of the songs and shit you've heard. But uh, like, subscribe, review, um, tell your friends about our POD podcast. Tell, tell your
1: friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies.
3: <laughs> we
0: do. Tell enemies of the state. Yes. Them specifically. I feel like they'd get a kick out of what we <laughs> they do. They would here. probably enjoy it. <laughs> yeah.
3: We're already aware.
0: All right. Well, as always, goodbye and have a good evening.
1: Goodbye. I love you. Bye.